Hi, this is Nicholas Tutora, and welcome to another episode of Tutora Time. Well, it is September 11th, 2020, and it's been 19 years since the attacks on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. Of course, to start, let's really remember everybody who gave their lives, who died on that day in the attacks, both the people in the buildings and the Pentagon, the people on the airliners, the citizens who fought to save America, Um, of course, the firefighters and the police who gave their lives rushing into the building to save others. Um, You know, I'm originally from New York City. I haven't lived there for, oh, about 16 years now. But um, I remember the day I was actually living upstate New York and to get the news and to see those buildings fall was uh, just a horrible sight. Many years ago in the 1980s when I was in college, I did an internship in the uh, World Trade Center. I had my own office on the 57th floor of the South Tower. And I remember the view from there vividly. I remember standing up against the windows and like looking down and thinking, boy, you know, how high we are. and what an incredible view this is and uh, you know and actually the scary aspect of it being that high so you know every time I see the videos um, the footage of the people trapped in those buildings uh, and the ones who actually jumped to save their lives not save their lives but to end their lives um, because you know their choice was to be burned up in the flames or jump and many chose to jump Uh, And those images are just so tragic and so heartbreaking. Um, It was a terrible day. um, And it's really led uh, in a lot of strange directions. Um, it's, It's here we are almost 20 years later. And, you know, I really have to ask the question, who is winning this war? Okay, I mean, Al Qaeda, they're the ones who struck the buildings and initially we went after you know their their leadership in Afghanistan uh, and then we wrongly entered Iraq um, but you know we did a lot of action the United States did a lot of action right up front and we still continue to heavy military action covert action but look at what's happening in our country today you know, I would I would postulate that, you know, it's m- more that our society has become less free since 9-11. Uh, you know, I think the goal of 9-11 on their side was not just one strike, but was a, the beginning of a slow deterioration of the United States. And we may have to really consider the fact that that may possibly be the case uh, of what's going on. Um, look, look at our society today um, that's going on. We have domestic terrorist groups in the streets. Uh, we have people attacking democracy, trying to overturn presidential elections. We have so much negative consequence in our country. In many ways, our country has become more like the dictatorships and theocracies in the Middle East, then they have become free. 
you know, when I think of all the soldiers and everybody who gave their lives fighting for our freedom, and then I think of how the politicians of today, the Democrat and leftist Marxist politicians, want to change the basic structure of our government into some kind of Marxist socialist state, you know, I find it heartbreaking. I mean, this is not what our soldiers died for. Our soldiers died to preserve liberty. Our soldiers died to preserve freedom. They did not give their life. So, you know, so socialist policies could take over. I mean, we spent, sen- we spent decades, a century, fighting against Marxism and socialism. And now we're just going to usher it through the front door. You know, there are so many disturbing things. There's a, there's a huge mosque right down by Ground Zero now uh, in New York City by the World Trade Center. Uh, our own freedoms nationwide, we've been on lockdown supposedly due to COVID, you know. We were attacked by a society where anarchists and terrorist groups run wild in the street and people have their face covered, women have their face covered, and now here we are 19 years later with anarchy in our streets and we're walking around with our face covered. People are trying to institute even crimes for taking off the mask. We've lost so much of our freedom in America. Uh, it's, it's heartbreaking. But we do have the chance to stand up. We do have the chance to keep fighting. You know, a lot of people will say, you know, what's the point of dealing with politics or what's the point of even paying attention to it because it's all corrupt. And so much of it is corrupt. Uh, But the truth of the matter is we have to have good people at least willing to go in there and still fight and attempt to win because... If we don't, then these corrupt people will just have free hand and just be able to do whatever they want, whenever they want, with no consequence. So, you know, let's not give up the fight. Let's not give up the fight. We have to really come out publicly in the streets. We have to start demonstrating um, the good people, the people who believe in freedom and liberty and the Constitution need to get out into the streets and start making some noise. And they have been. I mean, the huge Trump uh, boat parades, the, 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 um, the caravans. And you see now when Antifa and BLM are out protesting, often there will be a group of Trump supporters there also pushing back against them. You know, unfortunately, it kind of has to come to that. I mean... The citizens really need to take matters into their own hands because the government is not really protecting our freedom anymore. You know, the whole COVID lockdown uh, and mask wearing mandates, I find them very troubling because, you know, our government is elected by the people and they're there to represent us. Um, not to dictate from top down, but they're there to represent us in terms of making sure our freedom stays protected. It seems to me like the entire focus of government nowadays 
uh, is shifting. I mean, Donald Trump is pushing back against it, but it seems like on, on local levels and, and city levels, state levels, it seems like the governors and the mayors and the city councils feel that it's their duty now to impose their will on us, whether it's these disturbed kind of really perverted curriculums they're instituting in public schools for our children, uh, you know, mask mandates, closing down people's businesses, closing down people's businesses, you know, something somebody spent their entire life building, the government has just come along in the last four months, shut it down, and basically, you know, they've gone away. About 40% of businesses so far have disappeared and are never coming back. I know there's a lot of people out there right now who are thinking about maybe starting their own business, thinking about, you know, should I invest? What, what can I build? But they're also afraid because they don't want to put money and time into something that's just going to be destroyed by the government at a later date. So, you know, the whole lockdown is demoralizing people to such a great degree. Um, and to me, again, back to the, the, the war that was started on 9-11, I mean, this likens back to us being more like them than the, more like the people who attacked us. Our government is becoming more like their government, becoming more totalitarian, becoming more dictatorial, limiting our freedoms more. It's not really going on the other way around. I mean, I'm, you know, the government of Iraq is now not under Saddam Hussein, and I guess there's some forms of democracy there, but it's not, I wouldn't call it flourishing. Um, you know, we took our fight to them with soldiers, and they took the fight by infiltrating America. Uh, they've infiltrated America on every single level. Uh, you know, they want to teach Islam in schools, uh, but Christianity or Judaism, no, no mention of it, no reading from the Bible, no talking about the Bible, but we could talk about the Quran. It's a very disturbing trend that's going on in our nation. So let's see what else is going on today. Uh, I've seen that, uh, Trump has uh, now issued, has got another uh, peace deal, another member of the peace deal between Israel and the UAE. I see Bahrain is joining into that. Uh, quite an amazing achievement. Uh, Trump is really working overtime to create peace. The, the, these actual two peace deals that he's making, and then you add the one with Serbia and Kosovo that he also just brokered, it's remarkable. It really is a gift to humanity. Uh, and it's a brilliant strategy, whether it's Trump's or Jared Kushner's, a brilliant strategy because for years, the focus has always just been on, you know, what, what, uh, you know, what's the relationship between Israel and the Palestinians or their immediate neighbors. But it's a very brilliant move on the part of Trump and Kushner to open up the peace process to the wider region. Countries like UAE and Bahrain that necessarily, you know, they might have philosophical and religious differences with Israel, no doubt, but they are not hot, hostile enemies. 
they're not like in a warlike footing. They, neither of those countries ever invaded Israel or attacked during any of the Arab and Israeli wars. So it's a really brilliant way of circumventing the larger, uh, you know, kind of stuck politics of the region between the PLO and, you know, Hamas and Hezbollah versus Israel. But find other common ground in the region uh, based on economic interests, trade interests, you know, just security in the entire region. And by establishing that there are like 40 Muslim countries. So by establishing peace treaties with Israel and these countries, it's really, uh, it's a brilliant move because what you're doing is you're creating a larger climate for peace and creating peace is really our ultimate goal to really better mankind and to better humanity. You know, they gave uh, Barack Obama the Nobel Peace Prize for basically being able to breathe and stand upright. So I am happy to see that finally Trump has gotten some recognition. He was nominated for a Peace Prize for his um, treaty with Israel and the UAE also with Kosovo, and most likely he'll be receive one for this also. Trump really came in and really took on so many difficult issues and really created, is starting to create peace in a region of the world where we really never see it. He's really doing things differently and really changing things, and obviously that's why there's all this opposition against him. So, as we go through our day today, let's keep 9-11 in mind. Let's keep what our country was founded on in mind and know that we must constantly work towards more freedom, more liberty for all the citizens of the United States. We must never let ourselves succumb to a Marxist, socialist, totalitarian agenda. These are tough times we're living in. But we can make it through if we just take it one day at a time and never let them push the dreams of the United States to the side. Never let them tell us that we're a racist uh, and hateful country. You know, America is really the most glorious country in the world. Where else can people of all backgrounds advance to become wherever they want? And some people don't achieve their dreams. That's part of America too, unfortunately. But freedom doesn't guarantee success. It gives you the ability to have success. And when you're shooting for high or even shooting for a nice lifestyle, there's a very good chance in America that you're going to get it. And even if you don't end up exactly where you wanted to, you'll end up in a very good spot. You know, the poor in America are basically living better than people who have means in other countries. Uh, All you have to do is travel around the world to see this. Well, I'll talk with you again soon on another episode of Tutora Time. Take care. Bye-bye.